Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're live right here to start off our number two of the early line on SportsGrid. I am Ben. He is Donnie. Thank you for joining us bright and early on this Tuesday morning. Tuesday, Donnie, is day number two of a new college basketball season. 184 Division I men's college hoops games to start off 2023-24. And some stunners already. It may only be November, but some March feelings yesterday to tip off a new college basketball season both on the men's and the women's side the number one team in the country LSU goes down as well so Donnie let's go around the country in college basketball and we start with one of those big upsets yesterday in East Lansing Michigan State Entered the year with the fourth best price to win a national championship. Ranked fourth in the preseason AP poll. Booked as a 16 and a half point favorite, Donnie, at home inside the Brez. We thought MSU and Tom Izzo were going to roll to a victory over James Madison. The Dukes had other ideas. Winning in overtime as a 16 and a half point underdog. 79-76 the final, Donnie. James Madison pulls off the number one stunner of night number one of this conversation college basketball season. Yeah, we figured we'd get one of those. We didn't have those marquee matchups like you would see, like, okay, opening night in Madison Square Garden, Duke takes on Kentucky, and then the back end of a doubleheader is two other really good basketball teams. Like, okay, we're measuring stick here to start our season. We'll see what we need to work on. These are all layups here across the top 25, and rightfully so. You want to just get your feet wet here. You're at home. You want to pound an opponent, get those good vibes together. But yesterday, looking at all of those spreads, 15 points, 20 points, 30 points, at that point, I said, you know what? There's usually a stunner each and every year, and we'll get to the women's game in just a few moments here but look michigan state goes down opening night does that mean they're out of the tournament does that render the regular season meaningless no it doesn't it just means that college basketball has a ton of parity from top to bottom and some of the randomness like opening night you don't play your best basketball and get beat that's going to happen Let's bring in our Sports Grid Radio on it, Donnie. They've been waiting out there. We need to bring them in because they are now here with us on this Tuesday, live on the early line. He is Donnie. I am Ben. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 159 and all of our other radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold. Donnie, the thing about college basketball that is very different than college football, of course, two very different sports, but you can lump them together, is losing in the non-conference is not going to completely derail your resume as long as it does not derail your season now if Michigan State ends up near 500 or near the bubble the James Madison loss is going to weigh heavy although JMU picked as the favorites to win the Sun Belt this year so they are going to be we would think at this moment an NCAA tournament team if they can win their conference tournament in the Sun Belt all that to be said Donnie it's not going to be this glaring black eye on their resume as long as Michigan State performs at the level we expect but if last night's performance out of MSU their first home loss in November since 1986 is an indication of how the Spartans are going to play this year then it's a very different story Donnie I had Michigan State winning the Big Ten before this year got underway obviously not pleased with the result last night but a very good talented young group of freshmen there in East Lansing alongside some veterans a few of them who no showed looking at you AJ Hogard last night for Michigan State but I I think they will find their footing. They move back by $3, Donnie. Does MSU in the national title odds? 15 to 1 entering the year, now plus 1,800, but still the fourth best price. Again, 
not the be-all, end-all of this year. They'll play about 30 regular season games, more in the Big Ten tournament, and should be an NCAA tournament team. I mean, they've made it for more than two and a half decades consecutively under Tom Izzo, but... It's not a way you want to start your season by any means. Donnie, elsewhere, the top three teams in the AP poll and the three-way co-favorites to win a national championship. Everybody rolled last night. Number one, Kansas. Number one, Duke. Number three, Purdue. Kansas winning by 43 points. Duke winning by 38 points. And Purdue winning by 43 points. Everybody covering Donnie as at least a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, congratulations to Hunter Dickerson celebrating his 30th birthday on opening night with a victory for Kansas, 99-56. to Seems like that guy's been around since 1988. And by the way, just to get back to Michigan State, why don't you guys play somebody here? I love the fact that they lost, Ben. You tell me almost 40 years of not having losses at home in November. Trust me, I don't think that's because they played top 10 opponents repeatedly in the months of November. Correct. These cupcake schedules that these teams start out with, that's why I love the anarchy on opening night. Beat one of these teams, oh, I didn't anticipate it. So Tom Izzo goes back and says, oh, maybe we're going to make some changes to my starting lineup. You think, Tom, on yeah. opening night, first time he lost in home in November in about 40 years, but impressive all the way through with some of these teams. Kansas is good. Duke is good. We're not going to see these teams struggle too much at the beginning of the season. I just want to see some of those measuring stick games. We can get a look at maybe a tournament team playing versus a tournament team and see how they turn out. Zach Eady only played 20 minutes last night, 16 points, 11 rebounds against Sanford. One of the best parts of that game, one of Sanford's guards, who is listed at 5'8", took the opening tip of the season against 7'4". Zach Eady, I think you can guess, Donnie right side, who won that opening tip. Hunter Dickinson in his first game as a Kansas Jayhawk gets off to a very solid start. He posts 20 points last night in the victory for KU. And of course, Duke might be one of the most talented rosters returning this year in college basketball. Donnie, as we look at the rest of the group, behind the top three, the co-favorites right now at 11-1 to to win a national championship. Again, MSU moves back by three bucks, plus 1,500 now is 18-1 to in the national title odds. But take a look at the teams out of the Big East. Creighton, Marquette, 20 to 1, the Golden Eagles, the reigning Big East regular season and tournament champions. And let's not forget about Connecticut, the defending national champions at 22 to 1. Yeah, there's a lot of looks. Look, it's a long way to go in the college basketball season, but typically like the NFL, you sort of have a better feel on what your team is going to do as you enter into the season because you know the players and you know how they'll perform. Hey, superstar quarterback, good wide receiver, good all season. We're only going off kids right now that we haven't seen a good portion of. And a lot of these, Ben, we're not talking about four to five year seniors as we talk about. They're incoming freshmen, mm -hmm. they're transfers. There's going to be an acclimation process. So what I'm rounding about saying here is you can get some big numbers in the preseason if you guess correctly here. But also, the fun of it is last year, UConn was probably the best team in the country. You know, they entered into the college basketball March Madness tournament at a 25-to-1 price. There's big numbers. Yeah. You just got to throw that dart and hit its bullseye to start, and you can get going on that. And it's very different, right? By the time we get to March Madness and the bracket is unveiled, it's about playing your best for a six-game tournament, and nobody has been as dominant as UConn in the last 20 years. A big start in the marquee matchup of the night, Donnie, out in Las Vegas for 21st-ranked USC. A 13-point win, 82-69 over Kansas State. The Trojans covering easily as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, K-State, an Elite Eight team last year, but no longer Marquise Noel. Well, or Keontae, uh, I'm blanking on his name. We'll get back. Keontae Johnson, there is, but a big start for USC. Boogie Ellistani, a guard that is going to be great this year in the Pac-12, 24 points for USC. More around college basketball next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Night number one of the college basketball season. It wasn't just out in the men's side of things. Donnie, 184 D1 men's games yesterday to kick off 2023-24. Zero ranked versus ranked matchups. But in the women's college basketball season opening day, there were three ranked versus ranked matchups, including some more key games out in Las Vegas. How about an upset of the number one team in the land and the defending national title winners on night number one. Colorado, Donnie, pulls off the stunner. Now, the Buffs are ranked as well, but we often see in college basketball, even among the top 25, there are margins of difference. And LSU loses by 14, Donnie, as an 11 and a half point favorite. Everybody is back. Angel Reese, Flage Johnson, and they even added Haley Van Lith. Kim Mulkey remains one of the most successful head coaches ever in women's college basketball and yet LSU loses by 14 points on night number one. A shocker out in Las Vegas. All the chips in Donnie and LSU is walking away from the table. By the way, if you're Kim Mulkey, deep down, you left that basketball game, you talked to the media, went home and like, thank you for that loss. Because I have an all-star team mm. with the biggest, most inflated heads you could have, and rightfully so. When you're at that age and you storm the basketball world last year and win a national championship in the NIL era where you're going on the banquet circuit, you're getting flown out to ESPN SB Awards, you're going all over the country, you are the apple of everybody's eye. And then you get one of the best transfers in the nation to join your team and also have an unbelievable recruiting class. You ask Kim Mulkey yep. after a championship, when you're trying to crack that whip in practice by going hey concentrate here like hey coach you know what we got this here we're national champs look at us we're in all we're the globe trotters right now we'll be just fine they get smoked in game number one that next practice kim mulkey shows up looks at a team and goes now are you ready to listen and they'll be re-engaged here i think for the long scheme here for the 2023 2024 season that was a great loss for lsu because mulkey now can drive home that stake and goes if you don't want to work hard if you don't want to i'm not even saying they weren't doing that ben but see what i mean like the, right. you all know coaches you suffer that bad game it's like okay now the options are mine you'll listen to what i have to say and you'll execute accordingly and we'll be on our way i think in the silver lining yesterday Good times for a loss for LSU. Game number one, humbled, and then they'll be back on the prowl. 19 turnovers, by the way, for the Bayou Bengals last night. There is something for Kim Mulkey there to drive a point home. Angel Reese still a double-double, 15 points and 12 rebounds. On the other side, though, for Colorado, a couple of really big nights. Foreman, 27 points in Vonley, 24 points for the Buffs as well. A shocker to start the year in women's college basketball because, Donnie, we often see number one teams in the country in women's college Hoops, who might be the defending national champs start off a year a perfect 25 and 0 and keep it rolling all year long 0 and 1 for the tigers to begin this season a team that entered last year number one in the country and at a certain point had won something like 38 consecutive games the south carolina gamecocks in a top 10 tilt over in paris donnie we mm. as in we we will play south carolina dominant 
over Notre Dame. Out there, it's called Notre Dame, but it did not matter for the Irish yesterday. 171, South Carolina, a huge, huge win. Donnie Aaliyah Boston, no longer with South Carolina, of course, was the number one overall pick for the Indiana Fever in the last WNBA draft. But Camilla Cardozo is going to be that person to step in for Boston. 20 points, 15 boards in the season debut for Don Staley's club. They win big by 29 points against a top 10 team. Yeah, top 10 Notre Dame fighting Irish playing more like the Notre Dame, the hunchback of Notre Dame at that point, oh. getting slaughtered by South Carolina. But South Carolina comes with a lot of hype and a lot of credentials here with a great basketball head coach in Dawn Staley. It doesn't surprise me that they're getting out rolling right away here, but that's an interesting environment. I watched the uh, feature that did. actually had like one of those live open practices. The mics were open and Dawn yeah. Staley was talking. And she says just the bigness of the environment. You know, back in the day, which may be 10 years ago, it was UConn would play like, you know, Tennessee three times in the season because that was the only draw for both of those programs and on the national audience and now she's saying look at us man we're not even playing out of country here a top 10 opponent selling out arenas and putting the women's game on a big stage that's a big evolution from just a few years back and the bigness of that hey south carolina was ready man hit the century mark in a blowout Certainly so. Iowa, by the way, the third best team in college basketball, at least ranked number three in the country, entering the AP poll. Caitlin Clark picks up where she left off, 28 points, 10 assists, seven rebounds, and a big win for Iowa. They covered as a 36-and-a-half-point favorite against Fairleigh Dickinson. DRS, you see the prices right there. LSU remains the title favorite, still half as short as anybody in the country, plus 250. Connecticut, who gets back Paige Beckers this year, 6-1 to one for Gino Oriema's Huskies. They have that second-best price. They're ranked number two in the AP poll. Iowa, 8-1. to one. South Carolina, 10-1. to one. Virginia Tech, a top-five team. They enter the year at plus 1,000 as well. On Thursday night, Donnie, it's the Hokies and the Hawkeyes in a top-five tilt. That's a big way to start off this women's college basketball season. Now, night number two on the men's side as well. In the marquee matchup of the night, Donnie, it's Baylor and Auburn. Look how close this price is. Baylor a minus 120 money line favorite laying a point and a half. The over-under 144 and a hook. Scott Drew on one side, the head man for the Bears. On the other, it's Bruce Pearl leading in the Auburn Tigers. DRS, what do you think about this matchup to start off the year for both of these clubs? I always like this. You know, watching a lot of college basketball over the years, and I call it the silly season here. Most people say, where's this game being played at? Auburn or Baylor? It's being played in the Pentagon. What? Washington, D.C.? Don't they have better things to do than play a basketball game in the actual Pentagon? Like, no. It's the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota here. So always be mindful where these games are being played. But by the way, OK Dubs yesterday heard him while we were getting ready for pro football today start squawking about the Auburn Tigers, Ben, and having a nice ticket in his pocket for a national championship. And I guess that March is going to start tonight. But by the way, the big if you ask mm. me one Downey, one conference you want to watch during the regular season, I understand this isn't a conference game. The Big 12 is sensational here. And let's see what Baylor's got for the season. They are sensational, Donnie, because some of those newcomers like Houston into the Big 12 joined the fold of already one of the best college basketball conferences in the country. By the way, just for what it's worth, Baylor predicts, or Ken Palm predicts, a Baylor victory, 74-72, right around that number. Baylor, number nine in the Ken Palm rankings. Auburn, 16th. Only Baylor is ranked, Donnie, in the AP Top 25, but just something to pay attention to. Yesterday, 100 184 D1 games, still a ton on the men's side today. We saw a ton of ranked teams in action, only two on this Tuesday. Baylor being one, Creighton being another. Creighton playing in a loaded Big East this year, Donnie, that now includes a Rick Patino-led St. John's basketball program. The Red Storm get their season underway tonight as well, Donnie, as they take on Stony Brook in a battle of New York. What do you think we're going to see from the Johnnies as nearly a 20-point favorite. 
Yeah, tough scene here for, uh, I guess, the Iona backers of the past because, as we all know, and we have a guy at Iona mm. who's on the air with us that tells us, man, Rick Patino really saved our program. It's going to be tough to get on with Iona basketball once the post Patina era kicks in here. Now, having said that, I think they're going to win easily tonight. I'm looking forward to, by the way, Patino back in New York City in that recruiting ground here. It might Come take on, him a man. couple years to really get things cooking, but he's always fun here. Patino in national, you know, national tournaments here, not the NI. IT, yeah, this is going to be a good thing if St. John's get back on their feet. The 11-team Big East Conference this year is absolutely stacked. You saw some of the big coaching moves of this past offseason. Ed Cooley leaves his hometown. He leaves Providence to become the head man at Georgetown. There's some vitriol there. Kim English, mm -hmm. a step up from George Mason, now to PC. The Big East is loaded. Creighton gets started tonight at home at the link. Or right now, I guess it's called the clinic out in Omaha, Nebraska as well. College football conversation. Your way next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Are you ready for college football this weekend? You might say, oh, no, you can't. it's Tuesday. We got a long way to go. No, we're excited for this. Why? Because Michigan and Penn State are going to kick off at noon Eastern time from Happy Valley. And also, just a little side claimer here as we talk about college football. I love the fact that college football actually made it a precedent this season and also last year to give us big games at 12 o'clock. No longer waiting to the 3.30 SEC game. No longer waiting all day long to an 8 o'clock game at night. I absolutely love the single fact that we take a look at college football kicking off at noon with a monster game. Now, Ben, before we get to Michigan and Penn State here yep. and break it down, Michigan is in the limelight. Why? They're a really good football team. They're the number one team for me right now technically in college football, even though they haven't played anybody yet, to probably take down the national championship. But each and every day, I find myself tripping over there's Michigan Twitter or X, and there's the rest and everybody else. Michigan X, as we like to say here, is saying, what are you talking about? It's not a big deal. Everybody should be doing it. It's a slap. It makes no difference. And who cares about this big scheme with Connor Stallions? And we counter Ben sometimes with saying, well, if it was not that big of a deal, why did he get fired for doing absolutely nothing wrong? But I want to bring right. up this point, Ben, before we get started. There is going to be a penalty laid down here because as weak as the NCAA is and the Big Ten is, you can't just let institutions run rampant on rules here. Now, the question is what actually is going to be the rule change coming down and also the punishment for Michigan. For me, this is as bad as it gets. And say, Donnie, you're overreacting to everything here. I watched, you know, poor impoverished kids go to the University of Miami with the Pell Grant scheme, where it was like a couple hundred bucks they could get, where they were working with people that would help them get it. They got banged and basically lost their program for five to six years when they were on the top of the mountain. SMU was a threat on the college football scene because everybody was paying players, quote unquote, but SMU got caught. They were eviscerated with the death penalty, taken off of national TV, and their program disappeared for a few years. To set in motion, don't you ever cross the NCAA again. 
Now we fast forward to Michigan here. We've had Reggie Bush in the past lose Heisman trophies, but now we're actually having on TV, live Michigan, stealing signals in-house, out-of-house, taking tapes, having people record them and getting it back, and also a coach reportedly on the sidelines of another institution in-state to steal from Michigan State on the opposite sideline. Ben, I don't know where you stand here, but if we see a penalty where it's a two-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh that starts next season when he's going to take a job in the NFL and everybody goes, well, what did you want us to do? Jim Harbaugh said he didn't know anything about it. Lack of institutional control. Michigan should be removed from the college football playoff immediately. That's where I stand. Donnie, there are so many different angles to this story. As new reports come out on a daily basis, with all these tangled webs, there are so many different directions that you could steer this conversation. Let's start with the semantics. Let's start with what still, in my estimation, is very, very simple to understand. Sign stealing in college football is not illegal, but... Doing that in person and off campus as a scouting operation is against NCAA bylaws. Did Michigan do that? Yes. The answer is yes. Using electronic equipment to record that on video for the purposes of further scouting. Is that illegal? Yes. It violates NCAA bylaws. Did Michigan do that? Yes. Now, Donnie, there was the report yesterday of other Big Ten schools and a former Big Ten staffer speaking to the AP, the Associated Press, on the condition of anonymity about other Big Ten schools having Michigan signals. Well, two things there. One, just having Michigan signals is not illegal. It needs to be about how those were received. But also, Donnie, if you come together as you are using now a group of Big Ten schools to scout a future opponent, that does violate Big Ten sportsmanship guidelines. That's the difference in that report that came out yesterday. Donnie, for me, it's rather simple. When you look at how this Michigan thing is going to play out, the sign-stealing scandal, we can argue everybody does it. There's a couple of reports out there that say that. We can argue the impact it had on football games and what advantage there actually was. That, I think, is very much up for debate. But again, it's a violation of the bylaws, and it does give an advantage somehow, some way. It all comes down to the punishment in what is going to happen. The NCAA's investigation is not going to wrap up for some time. No punishment is going to be levied by the NCAA that affects this Michigan football program this year in 2023. That's why the Big Ten is stepping in with somewhat of a show of authority. Is it all for the idea of just showing authority or actually enacting your power? Because, Donnie, we have heard from Michigan that they are going to sue, they are going to take legal action if any punishment is handed down from the Big Ten Conference. Is it a play by Michigan because they know a hammer is going to be put down on them at some point in the near future to try to keep that punishment from actually being enacted for as long as possible using the legal process to put a stay on whatever that punishment is going to be more than likely. But Donnie, I think it comes down to two things. A suspension of Jim Harbaugh for however long that length is going to be, and Michigan has already threatened legal action if that is going to be the case, or a punishment of the Michigan football program. A withdrawing of TV revenues, a withholding of TV revenues trying to hinder the program. I do not think there is going to be a postseason ban for the Wolverines this year. Might the NCAA institute something in the future? That's a different conversation. But this Michigan football program will play every game this season. They will have an opportunity to play in the Big Ten Championship if they qualify, and thus the college football playoff. For me, Donnie, it's pretty simple at this point, thinking of what punishment is going to be handed down by the Big Ten Conference. It, and it breaks down to this. It's morals versus money. And right now the Big Ten is going like, man, I hope this just like leaves us. We don't have to worry about it. We have a team. We possibly could have two teams playing the national championship picture here. I don't want to mess with that. And I get that here because it is all about money. But also, when you get back to the phone call that the Big Ten coaches have, once Harbaugh was let go from that phone call, and uh, sources, as I like to say, but they were beating on it. Because also, you have to remind yourself, it's not just Michigan here. There are coaching staffs around the Big Ten 
10 that have paid the penalty here and you are getting fired. Your livelihood is changing because of games like Michigan embarrassing you as maybe if you played with them or beat them, maybe you kept your job another year. Same thing with Ryan Day at Ohio State. Nobody's going to feel bad for Ryan Day of Ohio State. He's got a lot of money. He's had a lot of success at Ohio State, but he's under pressure from his own fan base because he can't beat Michigan. Well, let me tell you something. If the other team is stealing your signs left and right, what are you supposed to do when they're already fine? And also, just to leave it here, would things have been any different if we found out that Jim Harbaugh on Michigan every day on game day made sure they had the feed from the opposite sideline in their ears by going like, oh, it's just a simple mistake. You know, we heard it, but we didn't really listen to it. Nonsense here. Michigan's going to be able to get away with this by a simple suspension that will never be levied down because Jim Harbaugh will end up going pro next year and we'll all forget about it. Why? Because the Big Ten and Michigan made a lot of money in a couple years. We'll forget about it anyway. Let's get to the game on Saturday, which is a big doing here because Michigan now knows they're on the hot seat. Penn State and James Franklin know, hey, we're going to change our signs coming up for this football game. How about this? A five and a half point favorite here for Michigan in Happy Valley and a low total, Ben. 44 and a half. Kickoff 12 noon. Does Michigan go down? Does Michigan prevail? And what type of tempo are we looking at in this football game? So, DRS, I was always of the belief that if Penn State was going to win the Big Ten Conference this year, as I predicted entering the season, they would not win in Columbus, but they would win at home in Happy Valley against Michigan. And then with some help, potentially, or based on tiebreakers, it would be James Franklin's Nittany Lions representing the Big Ten East in that Big Ten Championship game. It comes down to this Saturday. And really, Penn State could have the backing of many in the Big Ten around the country in college football that are not happy with the Wolverines or this sign-stealing scandal if Penn State just wins this football game and puts a big dot on Michigan's resume. Now, the line early, Donnie, the early look-ahead line before last weekend was seven points. Penn State hammers Maryland. Michigan, for the first time in Big Ten play, does not cover on the number. Is that a coincidence? We'll see. Purdue scored the most points. 13 Michigan has allowed this year. The Wolverines are the best scoring defense in the country in college football, allowing less than seven points per game. So to score 13 is maybe really not that big of a deal. It comes down to the defense, Donnie, and it comes down to where this game is played. In the last 11 meetings between these two sides, going back to 2010, home teams are 8-3. and three. That shouldn't really be all that much of a surprise. But home teams, Donnie, are eight and three with an average margin of victory of 19 points per game. Only four games were decided by single digits in those last 11. So you think Michigan is going to cover. You should have no issue laying that number. If you believe Penn State is going to win, just take them on the money line and with the five and a half. Because if Penn State does, Donnie, they are going to win this game outright. I already bet Penn State at six and a half earlier this week. The line continues to work down now to five and a hook again i'm invested in penn state to win the big 10 if penn state is going to do that it is a necessity for them to win this game at home in happy valley against michigan on saturday we talk about money in the Big Ten and also television contracts coming in. The shame of this whole thing is one of the best atmospheres in college football, which it will be. Penn State is electric on game day. This was supposed to be the whiteout at night to take on Michigan yeah. in an unbelievable atmosphere. But again, the dollars say you're going to play at noon. You're going to say, okay, where's the dollars at? And yes, we will play noon football here. But it'll be exciting to watch it play out overall. And for me, finally getting Michigan to see maybe some adversity in this game. But by the way, Ben, for me, this game technically could go two ways. Like, if Penn State wins, that's going to throw a wrench in the Big Ten. It'll be so much fun to watch it play out over the final weeks of the season. But what happens if Michigan does show up on Saturday and just lays a beating to Penn State by double digits or more in this game? And then we say, okay, it's Michigan versus the world. You thought we were stealing signs. Now we're beating teams fair and fair. It'll be fun to see it play out. You know what? Let's talk more college football next. Other big games across the landscape that we'll get to right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Welcome back to the early line here. College football, the topic of conversation. As we like to say, Ben Stevens, there are level twos to this. Why? You got a game of kickoff at noon. We just talked about Michigan and Penn State. We're going to get to Utah, Washington, nightcap, USC, Oregon. But before that, the SEC between the hedges, that's Ole Miss and Georgia. Opening line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, 11.5 has dropped now down to 10.5. A total that opened up at 58.5. Where do we sit this morning? Still 58.5. Georgia, do they need a big offensive performance? Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, can they get a big win under their belt? Talk to me, Ole Miss, Georgia, SEC, 7 p.m. Saturday. Last week, Donnie, there was a lot of people rooting for LSU. Joe Lisi, first and foremost. Second mm. behind Lisi guy was Lane Kiffin because Ole Miss does not control its own destiny into the SEC championship game. They need help. They need Alabama to lose another time this year. And last week seemed like the best time as only a three-and-a-half-point home favorite at home against LSU because next up it's a game against Kentucky who hasn't been great this year and then rivalry games always concerning if you are trying to get to a conference championship and the Iron Bowl is always that Donnie high drama but Alabama should be a hefty favorite even on the plains in Jordan Hare against the Auburn Tigers. So I wonder how Ole Miss approaches this game. Obviously, they still need to win out as well. They cannot afford a loss to UGA. But the Bulldogs are a double-digit favorite. And Donnie, Georgia is going to cover in this football game. Ole Miss has a lot of issues defending the run this year. I expect Georgia to take advantage of that. Dejon Edwards, Kendall Milton, whatever their props are, I'm going to bet the over. I think we're going to see a big game out of Corson Beck as well. And Georgia is still elite defensively, Donnie. I mean elite. And Jackson Dart makes this team go as the quarterback, but more so Quinshawn Judkins, who has six rushing scores in the last three games for Ole Miss. Multiple rushing touchdowns last week for the running Rebs against a really good defense as well in Texas A&M. But Ole Miss won that game by three, courtesy of a missed field goal by the Aggies late in that football game, and we can't keep believing that Jimbo Fisher is finally going to pull off an upset when he is not expected to win a football game outright. A&M now 0-2 and one against the spread this year as an underdog Ole Miss as a dog one and one straight up and against the spread a win outright against LSU but do not forget they gave up 49 points and more than 600 yards of total offense and they lost by two touchdowns against Alabama what was that recipe of success for the Crimson Tide a steady dose of the ground game and a great defense on the other side Georgia will do the same Donnie and Georgia will cover as a 10 and a half point favorite there you go. Let's go out to the West Coast here. And this game actually going to kick off at 1230 local time at 330 p.m. Eastern. That's Utah and mm. Washington. There's one team in the Pac-12 unblemished in conference play, and that is Washington here. Let's see what they can do. Setting the table here, the FanDuel Sportsbook, a minus 10.5 point line here as a favorite for Washington, which actually that was the opening line. We've now shifted to 9.5, and, and there are some nines out there now also. 54.5 yeah. as a total listed for this football game. Last week on the road, big time game big environment against sc you drop a 50 spot there for washington will they do the same against utah or does utah have the chops here to pull off the upset out there in husky mm. land 
Yeah, it's so difficult, Donnie, because this is a line that I think Utah deserves its respect. It is very difficult to be the Utes by double digits. Oregon did that in Salt Lake. Well, Washington proved they are on that level. How did Oregon do so? They limited Utah on the other side to a, a, a yard, 0.9, 1.9 yards per carry. Washington's defense has not been at the elite level of the Ducks' defense this year. Washington has the talent, but we haven't seen it just yet. That is the test for me. How does it look in defending Utah? Donnie, I think if this game stays under, that's a resounding statement made by Kalen DeBoer and UW that the defense could step up against a one-dimensional offense that is Utah on the ground and strictly on the ground. That is the test. How does Washington limit Utah's rushing attack and what will the passing yards prop be for Michael Penix Jr., who twice now, Donnie, in the last three games has stayed under 300 yards passing. Just for reference, 243 and a half was Bo Nix's passing yards prop on the road in Rice Eccles two Saturdays ago against Utah. He threw for 248 going over that prop, but not the numbers we have seen out of Bo Nix the rest of the season. That will be the interesting examination for me, Donnie. What does Michael Penix's passing yards prop look like, and will he go over if he does? Can Washington's defense limit this one-dimensional Utah offense on the other side, containing the Utes' ground game? They're going to run it 30, 35 times, Donnie. If they can keep them around that three-yard per carry average, Utah wins this game and might or excuse me Washington wins this game and might even cover as a nine and a half point favorite Pac-12 after dark at Oregon and Austin that's going to be USC and Oregon 10 30 p.m. Eastern start in this one lining this game up from the FanDuel Sportsbook of 14 as the opening number as a favorite towards Oregon has now turned into 14 and a half and other outlets now showing 15 and a half so that line is on the yeah. move also a total pen opened up at 70 and a half now sits at 73 and a half and as it looks like here as we heard before from a certain coach at Oregon one team looks like they're playing for clicks in this game one team is trying to play for actual wins on the gridiron Oregon to me I think has the best chance in the Pac-12 to win a national championship but you got to get there in order to win it what's Oregon do to USC this weekend yeah Donnie think about that spread first and foremost USC has been booked as an underdog three times in the two years under Lincoln Riley no spread has been north of three and a half points and now you are seeing 14 over two touchdowns 14 and a half in favor of of the Ducks. It speaks to the dominance that Oregon has played with this year. They are deserving of that number, and it speaks to the idea that USC is completely out of the conversation, both for the college football playoff and, it would seem, for the Pac-12. Yes, they only have two conference losses. Oregon has one. Utah has one. Oregon State has multiple. So on and so forth. Washington, zero just yet. But given tiebreakers for the Huskies over Oregon and and over USC, it would be pretty hard for the Trojans to get there past either the Ducks or Washington. There is still something to play for, and there is that competitive fire in Caleb Williams. What are we going to see out of a defense that no longer has their coordinator, but rightfully so, in Alex Grinch? Donnie, I'm not sure about laying more than two touchdowns with Oregon against the talent that USC has, regardless of what that talent has looked like. Oregon wins this football game. I do not believe the Trojans are going to pull an upset in Austin. If the game was at the Coliseum in LA, maybe it would change my mind just a little bit. But I'll tell you where I'm going to look at the passing yards prop for Bo Nix, who is head coach Dan Lanning, has said we want him to win a Heisman Trophy. The bodacious campaign is certainly trending toward that. And knowing what USC gives up defensively, how would Bo Nix not go over his number? I think it's going to be lofty. Then you would look at Bucky Irving, the running back for Oregon, who consistently this year in Pac-12 play has rushed for at least 85 yards on the ground. Everybody runs on USC. Dylan Johnson last week, 256 yards, a career best for the tailback for the Huskies. Bucky Irving and the rushing yards prop, Donnie, is probably going to be my favorite play of this game. 
I'll tell you, one of my favorite things of the week, Ben, is I take a look and I say, oh, yeah, it is November 7th. Oh, it's a Tuesday, Ben. Our favorite game show appears tonight. We'll see who the contestants are. Is it going to be Georgia number one? Is it going to be Ohio State number one? Michigan number one? Are they going to do something to put, like, the Miami Hurricanes number one just to get the national audience talking so you will tune in next week? So certainly keep an eye on that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think so either, but don't put it past the writers here. They might be able to make it happen. Ben, let's talk some NFL action here. No, not necessarily who's going to win this weekend and what the opening numbers are, but how about some MVP quality quarterbacks here? And pretty much this is a quarterback list. I'm going to start with a couple players here on this list, which obviously Patrick Mahomes may be playing on the best team in football. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. They're 1-2 at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now in the odds market race, plus 240, plus 320 respectively. But how about this? Lamar Jackson coming in third place right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 5-1 to price. Mm. Man, he's been lighting it up. Not necessarily. His football team has been lighting it up, and he's sort of passed the baton to the running backs inside the five and not ballot stuffing for himself, going, hey, you know what? I'll keep this for myself and run it in, or I'll just throw a touchdown pass here. The reason I'm bringing this up is this is such a unique marketplace this season because typically we'll see like seven or eight players. Anybody can win it, but you can also lay up the game plan. Like, yeah, he's got a ton of touchdown passes. The team is good here. You look behind it. Tua Tagovailoa is fourth in line. There's so many question marks about the Miami Dolphins. We're not questioning two of his statistical advantages that he has in that offense, but we question that team in big environments where they lose every time they step up here. Joe Burrow had a terrible start to the season, but now here come the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's at a 9-1 to price. Josh Allen on roughly a 500 football team is six in line. Usually you would get knocked down a few pegs by saying, boy, they're underperforming, but not necessarily. If you take out Mahomes and Hurts, Ben, Where are you looking this NFL season to say, you know what? This guy's a realistic chance to win MVP this year. Yeah, Donnie, I don't know if you can take out Mahomes and Hurts. For me, it's it's still Jalen Hurts at plus 320. I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes, I think that narrative of just being a little bit of voter fatigue, getting this guy his third MVP award in the last five years might come out to rear its ugly head. Not that he might not be deserving of it, but the numbers for Patrick Mahomes haven't been necessarily sensational. They are not offensively for Kansas City. He threw for two touchdowns against the Dolphins, but 185 yards. Jalen Hurts only just a tad over 200 on Sunday against Dallas. But prior to that, Donnie, had thrown for 300, I believe, in three consecutive games. If I was going to look anywhere outside of the top two, it would be Joe Burrow. At 9-1, to he is starting to come back. And Donnie, there's still nine games remaining. So a lot could be put up statistically by any of those quarterbacks you see on your screen. But as the Bengals come back, so too does Joey B, finally healthy. But Donnie, he's in a hole. So is the Cincinnati Bengals, right? The Bengals were digging themselves a hole Mm -hmm. as well. You look at some of the numbers for Joe Burrow. He has less passing yards than Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Derek Carr so far this season. He has the same amount of passing yards as Mac Jones. He has 12 touchdown passes to four interceptions. The numbers at this moment are not MVP caliber for Joe Burrow, but the numbers are starting to get there. Nearly 350 on Sunday night against Buffalo with two passing touchdowns and Donnie this is a narrative award if the Bengals do what they did a year ago digging themselves out of a hole and rattling it off 10 wins in their final 12 games and Joe Burrow is the main reason why he will be in the MVP consideration but if the stats don't catch up Donnie then it's going to be hard to look past a Mahomes a Hurts maybe even a Tua Tungabailoa but I believe Miami's lack of success against the best teams in the NFL will also play play into that narrative component for Tua as well. You know, when you take a look here and you say to yourself, you know, typically an MVP race, I always bring up Major League Baseball. Do something historic, win historic prizes, right? Lead the league in home runs, but break a record while doing it. You know, bat 400, let's just say at that point. Nobody's setting historic highlights here out of the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes having a down season statistically for him. Typically, it's like, hey, look, he's on pace to throw 60 touchdowns and see how high he gets. Jalen Hurts isn't probably going to rush for 20 touchdowns here and also throw for another 35, right? So when you sort of knock it down, There's only one guy that's actually set up for a historic pace. 
I know he's a running back. It's Christian McCaffrey at 29 to yep. 1. So if we get everybody else just doing their average and McCaffrey and the 49ers hit the gas pedal and he's the reason and setting records by scoring consecutive touchdowns, maybe he gets a bump up in that market because right now nobody's running away with it. Let's see if maybe a long shot can creep in. You know what's coming up next? We're going to fade the public. I don't want to hear anybody fade the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be right back here at Zero Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Come. Closing out this second hour of the early line live right here on Sports Grid on this Tuesday. I am Ben. He is Donnie, and the Sports Grid app is always here. You know the deal. Scan the QR code on your screen. There it is. All of our information and insight. All right, Donnie, let's hear from the people out there and get a sense of how the public feels about the best teams in the National Football League at the halfway point of this 2023 NFL campaign. We do that in what has become a rather contentious, maybe even internally fade the public poll. Donnie, a lot of pollsters on this election day around the country, and some people are not happy with how this poll was put out. Are people being left off the ballot? That is the conversation, Donnie, because we are just following the odds makers. We're here on a sports betting program on a sports betting network, just following the odds makers. So as they see it, the three best teams to win a National Football League Super Bowl championship this year are the Chiefs the Eagles, and the 49ers. And the tough thing about X or Twitter is it only gives you four options in a Twitter poll. So you can't list everybody, so we had to put others. So is it the Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, or other? Most of the public, Donnie, saying it's the Eagles. 48% Philadelphia, the best team in the National Football League. You don't know about other states, but I assume they're the same here, Ben. It's November the 7th, so it's the first Tuesday of the month after that whatever first week here. It's it's time to stuff the ballot box. And I felt like waking up this morning and saying to myself, you know what? Let me make sure I see what the poll, the poll is. Let me make sure I hit the retweet button early because how important this is to vote in the United States of America. And more importantly, to get the vote out for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I feel like I have succeeded here at my campaign headquarters as we sit right now with the Eagles at 47.1% of the vote for the best team in the NFL. I knew this country was smart. I knew the educational system was strong, but darn it, when I see results like this, it makes me a proud American right now, Ben. The Eagles, yes, the best team. We'll talk about the Super Bowl 58 odds to correlate to the poll when our three starts in 55 seconds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.